This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. It's Kyle here with Jesse. This week we're going to talk about, we're going to continue our uh, foray into the improvement of uh, living infrastructure. We're going to talk about modular cities. Modular cities. And uh, let's see, what is what is a good summary of this? Uh, the urban sprawl of our time seems to benefit the rich and well-connected, pushing the poor and the minorities to the fringe. Master plan system of building cities presents itself as one solution to this and many other problems. Oh, so it is a solution that also solves other problems on top of uh, the primary. Many other problems. Many other problems. Yes. That's true. Such, like, you know, such as solar roadways did. Solar roadways did that indeed. Many problems. It's a solution to many things. It is. If it can deliver on its claims. Exactly like modular cities. That's completely if fair. It can deliver on its claims. <laughs> so what uh like I what do you think of the like overall like the ideas like this that okay so we're we're trying to solve the problem of like housing like mm-hmm. or living conditions in general cities in general whatever you however you whatever problem you want to direct this at like yeah. When you think about modular cities, like I think first thing that comes to mind is buildings and maybe pathways, but nobody thinks about like solving a homeless problem or uh, Mm -hmm. solving even necessarily like a pathways problem, although that like thoroughfares, roads, walkways, et cetera. Although I think that that's a little bit obvious, like the roads go around buildings. Mm-hmm. Like in in urban development, they do. Yeah. But like, what do you think of solutions like this that are intended to solve one thing, like housing, and that they end up they end up having these fringe benefits? Do well, you I think, think it makes it less or more possible? Uh, let's see. It, yeah, if they have a, if there's a multitude of of fringe benefits, unintended, sure. you know. Yeah. Consequence that are good, kind of thing. Yeah. Then yeah, I mean definitely it should. A good idea would do all those things. That's it fair. It doesn't solve one problem and create others. It solves more problems than it than it set out to. That's Is okay. That, yeah. Like the automobile. Yep. It, it's a great transportation, but it like kills people and pollutes the air. Right. Terrible idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, it's just one of those things where it's like you know the phrase. Um, what is it? I don't know exactly how it goes. So pardon me butchering this, but like novice of many things, professional at none oh, in yes. regards to like I don't know in, in regards to skills. Like I kind of feel like multitask devices kind of tend to not ever be the perfect solution for any oh. one thing, but they're moderately okay at solving a bunch of other problems. Okay. The I think maybe the uh, specific modular city plan that I'm thinking of uh-huh. ha- has deliberately set out to solve a myriad of problems. Oh, that's that's a different thing, I guess. Yeah, I always get leery at technologies like the solar roadways thing. As much as I like, I am very clearly, if you listen to last week's episode, very clearly, I'm optimistic about it. I, like, I I still think that there's it, it's ambitious to think that it can solve all of those problems, like mm-hmm. utility transportation, uh, or like you know being able to transport uh, uh, power wires and telephone yeah. wires, and then have uh, water treatment plans mm-hmm. and generate electricity. I think it's very ambitious. Like, and again, I'm optimistic about it. But is it going to be great at any of those things? Eh, probably not. Might not even be great at being a road. That's yeah. we, we haven't even gotten through that step yet. You know. So I think you you're gonna. Yeah, that's true. It does need to be a, a good road first, and then do the other. I think things so. Also. I don't know if that like that i that idea translates to modular cities though. Like it. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily you, need to just be a good city first. Right. Well, what is a good city? A good city has right. a lot of characteristics. Well, and it depends on your definition, because like mm-hmm. I think New York is a, a horrific city, but a lot of people think it's the best city in the world. What makes it horrific to you? Traffic, transportation, uh-huh. 
Like they they excel in a few aspects of transportation, but they're still not painfully great. Um, like people just living on top of each other. Mm, and then you won't like modular the, cities. The cost of the the cost of those places of living on top of each other. Yeah. No, I'd be fine with it. Like there are urban developments I like. I just uh-huh. don't like New York's. Like there there's like there's this prefab apartment kind of thing that's in Hong Kong that I guess you could describe as a modular apartment uh-huh. that is like a very efficient use of space. It's like tiny home style. And I'm like totally fine with that. I don't mind people living on top of each other. It's the way New York lives on top of each other. Or even the way like downtown Chicago or downtown Los Angeles does. It just doesn't... those densely populated... Densely populated is like the... Like, for me at least, triggers like this vision of people sleeping on stairwells and like not even having room to like function practically. Yeah. Unless you pay exorbitant amounts of money, exorbitant, exorbitant, exorbitant amounts yeah. of money. <laughs> wow, gross mispronunciation. Uh, that's okay. Anyway, that's that's kind of that's kind of I don't know. Like I, I I don't, but I don't think you necessarily have to be a good city first in order to solve a bunch of problems in regards to modular cities. But I think a lot of things no. just solve yeah. themselves. But nonetheless, well, I'm ready to get into specifics and start talking about some. I of these would love. I would love that. I mean, you talk about modular cities, you know. Generally, there's not people don't have a frame of reference to deal with. Well, I think modular cities are a good idea. Well, what do you what do you mean? What 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 is it? Well, well and that's what that's what, what it's what interesting it because it, I mean, like you and I talking about the topic in general, and just talking about a you know us just having a conversation about our research and what it mm-hmm. what it uh, yielded. It's funny because like my research took me a much different direction than I would have thought because yeah. I had envisioned like there's this little like neighborhood outside of Las Vegas that's built out of sea containers mm-hmm. that the CEO of um, Zappos, the shoe company, Zappos. Okay. I, he he's like funded this like art village thing outside of Vegas. It's made out of sea containers, and I think that that's a really elegant solution to, like, these sea containers get trashed after mm-hmm. they're done being used for their primary purpose. But they do make like really interesting modular buildings. So you just so these are the if you're not familiar with sea container. Oh yes. Phraseology. That's the. They go in the the ocean liners. They're large and square. Yeah, like what cars are delivered. They in go on and trains. They go on trucks. And they yeah, get semi semi trailers. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like they're that size and function and form. Like they're intended to be stacked and mm-hmm. put into like these large ships to ship over this overseas. Um, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, okay. Like these prefab sections or prefab homes are the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you know, they're built in sections and these modular sections, and you tie them together and you have a home mm-hmm. rapidly. Or you just get one and you have a small house. Right. Exactly. A tiny house. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was initially thinking. It's not where my research took me, but mm-hmm. I'll get I'll get to mine later. It sounded like there are some modular city plans that are like that. Yes, you just have a like a house section. If you want, if you need a bigger house, you get three house sections. Right. You can put them on. You know, you just glom them on. Yeah, the, very the cellular rest of the model. Building. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to move, and then you just move. You just take your cells and you move somewhere else. Stay on the other side. Right. Yeah. And and up until like my up until like my research took me down this very weird but like really awesome <laughs> modular solution. That's what I had thought. I would thought like, okay, yeah, you know, you you take your modular home, i.e., uh, uh, you know, trailer park trailer, no different. You pick mm-hmm. that thing up and move it somewhere else. Like you could do the same thing with modular homes. Yeah tiny homes, whatever, like that's becoming much more of an acceptable concept of living and you just move to the next place. Mm -hmm. And then my research took me to, you know, but I envision like you set this on a truck, you put the axles back on it and you Mm -hmm. drive it away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my research took me a different direction. I'm going to keep teasing it. So curious to find out what it, what yours is. Yes, I know, but let's go down the let's go down the traditional housing section first. What traditional housing? Uh, stuff, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm not interested in that. You aren't. All. No, 
Oh, well, let's hear. What are you interested in? So the the thing I found that was most interesting was the, it's called the Maximally Deployable Modular City. And the module... I'm sorry, can you say that again? Maximally Deployable Modular City. I, I'm, teasing, this, I'm teasing this, him this, because uh, he spent a lot of time rehearsing saying that. Yeah, I did. I couldn't <laughs> say it at all. I'm not even going to attempt it. It'll just be sad. I don't think I've ever said the word maximally before today. I, I think this is poor grammar. Just throwing adverbs it's, around uh, like it's nothing. It's Singapore English is what it is. Sp- English? Singapore? I don't know. Have you I, been there? Have you been to Singapore? No, no. I, I've, I actually have a desire to go there, though. I think that'd be fun. I think it would be fun, too. And it's regardless. not... Uh, I reveal a bit of my uh, geographic ignorance, but... It's not where I thought it was. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't expect you to have geographic of, ignorance. Sort of. Well, I have a little less now. Well, I clearly I still have quite a bit, I'm sure. Can I, can I uh, guess to see if I remember where it is? Okay. It is near Indonesia. Near, not necessarily next to. I think that's, I think you're right. It's uh, south of China, above Australia, yeah. like yeah. kind of, what, north? Indonesia, e, I think. Northwest of Australia. Uh-huh. Where is Singapore? I feel like it, it actually might be butted up against Indonesia. I might be wrong, though. It is on the tip of an island or an isthmus. It is in it is its own sovereign state, if I'm mistaken. It is. Oh, oh, they have a... South of Malaysia. Transit map. South of Cambodia. Well, no, south of Malaysia. It is Malaysia. It's in Malaysia, yeah. Ah, and look at that. It is adjacent to Indonesia. I was right. Great. It is west of the Philippines, north of Indonesia, and south of Thailand. We've edged this in. Cool. Man, can't believe I remember that. Okay. Yeah, the Southeast Asian uh, geography is not something I was super familiar with. Yeah, me neither. And not even not super familiar with, not at all familiar with, apparently. Hmm. So, good. Good for me. I got a lesson. That you did. We're all learning it's things. That, that is not at all pertinent to our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Singapore. So there's Southeast Asia. It's a so the guy that, that came up with this idea or that the only research I could find is has his name on it about this. And uh-huh. it's mostly most of what I found, the information I found is from a video. Uh, it's a lengthy, lengthy YouTube video production. Um, but the the guy's name is Tae Kang Soon, I think. Okay. We'll post it. So Yeah, yeah. You'll be able to read it for yourself. Make up your own pronunciation. And it's very so the modular part, this is what's interesting. The modular part is the city. Okay. And then you, you take city modules and you put them next to each other. Oh. So that each city module houses, you know, fits 100,000 people. Wow. Okay. And uh, so you just, you know, if you want if you want one, you just make one. And then if you want, if you want to have a million people, then you make 10 of them. Okay. Interesting. Um, but they are all kind of cookie cutter yeah, they versions all match, of right? each other. Yeah. But they could be, so there's modules within, there's a nine module grid okay. or nine, nine square grid. Like three within, by three? Within each. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the center is like the factory and the, the industry. Business, like job stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the, the nervous hub, the nervous system, the, the central hub, the central, what do they call it in the video? Whatever. Yeah, it's hard without having the video transcript. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he likens it to the, to the body, the nervous system. So it's okay. the central like processing hub. So everything kind of runs through there, and then so when you build it, the process is you build the it's the factory or it's whatever industry is going to be in that module. Uh huh. And then low cost homes around that for the the factory workers are the first next thing to be built. Okay. Um. And when they're okay, this is awesome too. When they're built, when when the 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 homes and the other living life, you know, life doing things are built yeah the surface is above the surface interesting so there's the bottom layer ground level 
is only for cars okay and some services and then the the people's level is one layer above that okay so there's no pedestrians walking on streets pedestrians and cars don't mix all yeah, the traffic obviously. is down below and and that right there improves your quality of life I, I, think, I think a lot yeah i don't think that that's a that's a misnomer i think that not having to stare at cars driving by and not having mm-hmm. to like risk crossing streets mm-hmm. and i think that that definitely improves yeah. improves life you can make much more interesting cityscapes and i mean the the guy that's the, the Tae king soon is an architect so he's very interested he's not he doesn't have kind of the Chinese ethic where it's just, yeah. you know, modular means square and boxy and right. just repeatable and sameness, uh, utilitarian. He's very much form with function mm-hmm. is his is kind of ethos. So okay. everything in his city, and he's, he's done an extensive 3D modeling of, of his plan, and everything's very beautiful and interesting and uh, pleasing. But he basically, and the way, it's not like his own ideas. So the other eight modules surrounding the center module, where yeah. the factory and the, and the hub are, is um, it's kind of homages to different cities, world cities, yeah. that are beautiful and interesting and Right, the, the positive to, to aspects of them, yeah. Uh, you know, minus the cars and stuff. Right, naturally. So in, in the one, he's got like Florence and uh, Barcelona, Havana, and just no American cities. Naturally. Oddly. Go figure. But, you know, some of the oldest, most pleasing Berlin, I think, was one in the example. But obviously, you could change out any of these right. to a different design so that each module is different. Each, you know, 100,000 people module uh-huh. is different from the ones next to it. Hmm. And obviously, it would be because there's different people living there. And right. the thing like, I love about this Culture idea, will be grown, yeah. you know. I love about this idea is that it is kind of... So the thing I hated about Modular City idea at first... Right. Was that it? Just sounds so cookie cutter. Like right. It got, sounds like planned, planned neighborhoods. Yeah. And you just put down your Lego block little house, and it's the same as everybody else is, and it's just you got your your components, and you plug them into the grid, and right. That's and then, not that was not at all my idea of a good time. But this <laughs> right is like awesome. It's just a plan. Mm-hmm. It's got some great ideas, and it's it's got the vitality of diversity and mm-hmm. and life, and it's and that. Those aspects are built into the plan of it, right? Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, but it's got some other really awesome features like the sustainability, you know, power grid, power mod- or, uh, generation, storage ideas. Yeah, he's got, and not all of them are on the market yet. But you know, as with any great idea, the idea, right, first, and then the, the well, and it's certainly like it certainly isn't a new one. Like mm-hmm. the traditional portions of my research led me back to like 1970s concepts of modular building. Walt Disney had a, a, a concept of a modular city. Yeah. Is that Home of Tomorrow? It's uh, well, it was what Epcot the the actual Epcot concept mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I know everybody like our age at least. Like uh, until I became more familiar with the purpose behind the theme park in Florida, Epcot actually stands for something, and it, it was meant to uh, it was Ex- meant to be like a permanent planned community of tomorrow. Okay. So it was, uh, but it was intended to be a sort of pseudo like world's fair permanent world's fair type thing, mm-hmm. like hence the countries around the outside. Mm-hmm. But it was also supposed to showcase a lot of like ideas, living ideas. So there's like a greenhouse there, an active functioning like agricultural learning center, and yeah. uh, an aquatic learning center and like all these things and there was a lot of experimenting initially at least with you know how how to maximize those efforts better in a smaller space yeah uh, but there's actually there's this really interesting model not in the Epcot theme park but in the Magic Kingdom theme park 
like completely like tucked away in a place where it just makes absolutely no sense. Hmm. But it's a model that Walt Disney had commissioned uh, that was a modular city, and it was <clears throat> different like pizza slice type modules around a center a central mm, point like a okay. like a power uh, generating station or something like that yeah. uh, but it, it was interesting it's definitely not a new concept like right. the, the the modular city modular design um, think the most active I can think of in my like wee little brain and expansive knowledge of the world I guess the small expansive knowledge I have of the world uh-huh. um, is the way cruise ships are built is that they actually build all the staterooms as little cells and uh, they just crane them into these slots and mm. like you know there's like a casino slot and there's a restaurant there's restaurant slots and yeah. there's the stateroom slots and so they, when you're d- designing your ship you just you know the dimensions yep. you just br- br- copy just paste copy this, paste copy paste here oh, yeah. we don't we want it at the aft this time right right exactly and then like you know if you're building multiple cruise ships for like a cruise line or something you mm-hmm. can build a grip of state rooms all at once and then load them into one framework and then load them into another framework. Mm-hmm. Um, or like I had mentioned, uh, the, the CEO of, uh, of Zappos or the founder of Zappos. Oh, he's the CEO. His name's Tony Shea. He, uh, he created a little downtown arts district, the neighborhood place outside of Vegas. Uh, and I'll post an article about, I'll post the article about it, but like, that's, that's a couple years old now. That's mm-hmm. like not a new thing. Um, I also had mentioned that, like there's a Hong Kong apartment that's designed. It's called Twenty Four Rooms in One. Yeah, it's a short a, video. There was an old. I saw an article. Sorry. I didn't no, no, no. Please. It's similar to your Hong Kong thing, and just reminded me of it. There's a for the World Expo in Montreal. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Seventy six. There was something built. I came across that. Similar. That was. Hmm. Was it Acrosanti? Was that what it was called? That sounds right. Visionary architect Paolo Soleri constructed Acrosanti, a utopian, a utopian prototype for a city that integrates with its natural surroundings using large recta- regular concrete shapes that were cast in sand molds. It's this uh, Modular City's 13 expandable solution. Ah. The first one I thought was interesting in this article is the first example is L.A. And they mm-hmm. said just you kind of just keep L.A. and then you build up yeah. modularly over the roads. Right. And then interconnect above all the freeways and just leave all that. Right. And just let you <laughs> abandon the bottom layer. <laughs> Basically, except to drive on. Well, like, I mean, the, there's a lot of benefits to constructing things this way. Is the... Um, let's see. Hang on. This says this year. Let me make sure. Yeah. So in January, this article I'm referencing, it's an it's from the Economist. They're referencing a couple existing installations that used modular builds. Hmm. Uh, like I had mentioned before, is that like staterooms and ships are and ships in general are built modularly. Hmm. Um, the HSBC Bank Building in downtown Hong Kong was actually built. Uh, it's five large steel modules that were built in a shipyard. They appreciated, you know, the Hong Kong developer appreciated that type of construction and just decided to commission that shipyard and ship it over and then you know assemble it in place uh but let's see in 2016 i don't know exactly what point this year or if it's been done yet or if it's not until later in the year but this year for example a 57 floor 2 million square foot skyscraper was reportedly built in china in just 19 days thanks to modular design and construction techniques so on top of it being a really efficient use of space um you know, moving all these cells and modules into place, it sounds like you can get things done faster. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, if you've got the component pieces already constructed, just boom. right, you know, move them into place, bind them together, like you said, like Los Angeles, just build the next layer up, yeah. bind everything together to bo- abandon the bottom layer or yeah, reinforce a lot of that. the bottom layer. You know, there's a lot of those kinds of designs where they, where it's kind of like what you're talking about. There's the the little little cubic things, or just, or it's a it's a modular framework, and then right. you just stick in your the little the cells whatever you want them to be there's a lot of that but that's yeah eh, 
it could work, but I feel like that gets to well, one of, like one of know. one it's of the, not as pleasing. Well, one of the other like what like like I had said, things that happen to solve another problem mm. when they're intended to like go out and solve a different problem, I think are really like I, I think there's some elegance in that kind of design. Mm. Uh, and one of the things I had mentioned is like part of what I don't like about New York is that everybody's living on top of each other. They're small little habitations, and they're really expensive. Uh, and like it's just a poor it's a poor efficiency in space. And that's just because New York's old and it's not, you know, it wasn't built to have that many people initially. It's just grown. Um, so there's this concept. This article is actually from early 2015. But this concept, there's this uh, modular housing concept. Um, the, the, it's a two-minute article. But the, the title of it is A Tiny Modular Housing System for Cities Where Real Housing is Too Expensive to Afford. Oh, yeah. Oh, the tiny house? It's, it's a tiny house concept, but basically it's like little parking spot-sized uh, modules, and it's a way to what they call infill, in uh-huh. quotes, uh, and convert small, like, you know, small areas that are unused with these tiny dwellings. Yeah. Um, they, they call it orphaned or underutilized parts of the city. And so it sounds like the first place that they're allowing this, at least this says, is uh, San Francisco, and they're calling them houselets. Houselets. That's neat. I'll be interested to see how that... Goes. Yeah, like I mean, it, and I'm like obviously the the tiny home craze is like a thing now. So it's yeah. like a lot a lot of underutilized space in cities, or at least in like uh, really near suburban areas, is like backyards and lot, like lot sizes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really natural progression to be like, well, okay, well you know, like oh, we have a back house we rent out, or at least in Southern yeah. California, yeah. that's a thing. That is like there's a, a uh, there's a house on my uh, I live in a cul-de-sac, and there's a house in the cul-de-sac that has a back house mm-hmm. that they rent out. Uh, and so it's like, I don't know, it's a really nice concept, I think. But like, what if you maximize the, that space? What if you maximized your lot space by building a modular home, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, sounds just like a fancier name for prefab home. But it's, nonetheless, it's still a place to live in. Mm-hmm. Probably more affordable, easier to construct. Certainly more so than traditional construction techniques. Yeah. But uh, that is... Ultimately, not that is not where my research took me. I want to know where your research took you. Already. I, I feel like I have uh, feel like I've teased this enough. But uh, so the thing I found that was most interesting is so it's like I was looking for you know mod- modular cities and modular housing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I came across this thing called the Floating City Project, and so. Like I'd said, I'd envisioned these like stacked buildings, uh, you know, or I, I'd even gone so far as to envi- like to envision how. Uh, cruise ships are built in in their cellular formation yeah. and came across the, not thinking at all like well what if you just made a floating house and yeah. uh, sections of floating you know a floating supermarket and a floating business office and floating all these things it's like floating. It, if you if you put all these like in the in the air no 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 in the ocean pardon okay. me uh, but if you put all them together you would end up with a floating city perceivably so this is called the floating city project it actually has traction and they're moving into scale testing which is even more interesting wow uh but basically it is exactly kind of what i described is that like you know you have housing you have these little housing modules housing floating modules you have office building floating modules uh and then you have the ability to just like yeah you know i don't want to live in the city anymore and you just float your house away or your building (laughs) detach and or like i mean they've, they've gone so far with this concept that even the whole city doesn't have to float in one spot it doesn't have to be anchored anywhere it could just float around the ocean it takes a, a surprisingly small amount of energy to just maintain pardon me maintain position in the ocean but like you know they have enough concept for this that it's like well if you, if you get modular cities big enough you could park a cruise ship at it huh. you know you could like all these cruise companies that own their own islands and like why why couldn't you just have your own floating island out in the middle of the ocean that your you know cruise 
cruise ship can stop at in a resort resort destination or just a city in general. So they have 3D models. There's a video that they have on their website. I'll post their website, but right. like they've they've got their like here here's where we are in our process, and it, they've they've done phase one. They've done a, a report that that's completed. They've crowd crowdfunded a design that's completed. They're surveying potential customers, which they say is ongoing. Uh, they've explored other floating city designs. Like you know there there are some communities in the world that nat- naturally just live on the water. Yeah. Um, and so they've looked looked at that and just researched how like living out away from land is because obviously you you lose a lot of traditional like food aspects like yeah. hunting and yep. stuff. So they've looked into that kind of thing. And so now they're really trying to settle on a location. So it sounds like they want to they actually want to build a larger scale model of this. And um, they they have like they have some you know they address some of the the challenges like waves and you know, the disruption of balance and stuff like that. Mm. So it'll just be interesting to see how the project develops. But like it truthfully is, it's a modular city. Oh, you know, we want to grow the city. Well, we'll just build another module. Yeah. And float it up next to this. And Crazy. It's an interesting, I mean, like it really sounds a lot like Waterworld, but yeah. <laughs> like I'm really it, interested to watch these videos and, and see this thing. That sounds neat. Well, I mean, like it really, it's it's just, it's to me, it's a larger improvement on the, the model of like um, oil derricks. Like mm. out in the ocean, like yeah. people live on those for six months, a year at a time, without having to go to shore. So it's it is totally possible to like live out in the middle of the ocean. We know that. Yeah. It's just a matter of could you have an entire developed city? I mean, there was a TV show on in the '90s I loved that was like about the concept of living underwater, uh. um, like in a modular, an underwater modular city, which is a different, in- interesting concept. But there's like a, a, a another level of challenges that you end up with when it comes to that. But I mean, people go out on cruise ships for six months to a year at a time. Granted, they go into shore a lot, but they still, you know, they're essentially living out on the ocean. Yeah. I like. I think it's a lot less challenging than it initially sounds. Like as you start addressing issues mentally inside your head, but that was like a weird left turn in direction for modular city that I wasn't expecting. Seasteading. Seasteading Institute. Yeah. That's the the website. Seasteading.org. This is extensive. Oh, the the plan is the plan is definitely it well well down down the path. The thing that's cool about this is it can get like crazy you know yeah the thing that what's uh what's so unattractive about modular cities to me is how like planned and sterile they kind of right but this could just you know you get like your little golf course module next to the skyscraper module and right and it's weird and and hey and if you don't if you don't like that move the module (laughs) oh i don't like this golf course being downtown i'm just gonna move it to the other side of the move it to the other side of the platform but man who doesn't want a golf course downtown (laughs) i want a golf course in the office building that would be the the way to do it I, I just think it's an in, it's an interesting an interesting direction yeah, for a modular is, city. This is like dominoes. They kind of got dominoes all up to each other, and there's yeah. some uh, some pentagonal shaped ones that that they kind of you know star out from. It's kind of neat, and then a lot of them are just square, but. Then but like the, the yeah. weird shape, yeah. Like I mean, going, the, the, the image with, with big lakes and or you know ocean, ocean sections that are out in the middle of your city. But it does it does address one of the other issues that you had. Uh, I mean, you had said it, like if you if you go to their website, which we'll, we'll post, mm-hmm. and there's tons of videos on it, but like they've got one section in there about like about me section about us that uh, they call the eight great moral imperatives, and it's just short videos that like um, that like uh, of people involved in this project and what they are hoping to solve by being involved in this project, and so they've got like these these are like their eight things. They they think that this concept will help enrich the poor, it will help cure the sick clean the atmosphere, feed the hungry, 
Um, there's a research project. They think that this will help people to better live in balance with nature. Uh, it can help power the world, which is just, it seems like everybody's skepticism is about like this like concept of being able to generate extra energy, which I don't know why that yeah. everybody's so hung up on that in all these projects. But it, the other one is like, it could also prevent uh, more or could prevent some social fighting. Because hmm. if you think about it, it's like, uh, you know, not not all of them. Not, I wouldn't even say majority, but there are some very tense situations just based on geography. I mean, yeah. look at look at the Middle East. It's like adjacent countries just fighting for the sake of. I mean, like deep re- deep rooted, obviously, mm-hmm. but like, hey, you're on land that we want. Kind of run out of that argument when you're in the middle of the ocean and there's nobody next to you. There's no land features. Or and if you you know, history, yeah. hey, we don't like you anymore. Okay, well, go away then. Yeah. Well, detach. Be in your own module in your own yeah. city. What if you want to be next to another module? I was next to the golf course. Not anymore. I was next to the golf course first. Well, you can be next to the golf course the first 10 years, and then the second 10 years, <laughs> we'll move it, and then you'll be next to the golf course. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting. Like, they're, they're, they're like eight, eight uh, what do they call it again? Eight great moral imperatives. Wow. It's interesting. It's an interesting byproduct of the idea in general of, like, a modular floating city. I definitely think that, like... They are. They have funded floating city project phase one complete. Yep. Crowdfunding a floating city design complete surveying potential customers ongoing exploring floating city design complete there they are they're well on the road man so so interesting what do you what do you think i think being able to swim would be a a key well yeah being able to swim well well i mean but but you can't really swim in marinas do you think you'd really be able to swim around the city with that much water around we don't know what kind of traffic's in the water well not everywhere yeah i don't know everybody's everybody's on the water that's true I don't know. What, 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 what do you think overall, though? Like the idea of modular cities. I like I like where we ended up. I don't like where we thought we started. Where we thought we. Yeah, with like, these sterile. Yeah. You know, planned communities, which I is like, essentially what we have. I like right customized. Now. Well, I like so the thing that I like about cities in general. Yeah. That I like about New York and San Francisco. Sure. And, you know. And there are things I like about New York. I yeah. should be clear. It's not the entirety of it. I just wouldn't live there. I like. I sort of like a lot of people being around. And how mm-hmm. diversity makes you know for for interesting entertainment and art and yeah and interactions. I think that's neat. And so the modular city, the uh, the maximally deployable. Yeah. Deployed. Yeah. Deployable. Maximally deployable. Uh, it kind of it kind of plans for those things having a dense population. So the density that the hundred thousand oh it's uh, the area is one square kilometer. Yeah. One square kilometer housing 100,000 people. Yeah, so that's the same density as Singapore is now. Oh, interesting. And also uh, Fairfax, Fairfax County, where D.C. Oh, I is. guess. So it's is not it it's not D.C. proper, but it's the county. Oh, yeah, like the area Washington, D.C. It, yeah, okay. Is, uh, that's the same density as that area. Hmm. Um, uh, I mean, like, I, like that. Like I said, I don't have a problem with people living on top of other people mm-hmm. and top of other people. Like, I like that kind of exactly what you said, cultural yeah. diversity. I like that there's like different neighborhoods in New York City that have their own identity and have their own thing. I just feel yeah. like a lot of it's a, an inefficient use of space for yeah. the amount of people that there are. Yep. And this, that's okay. So there's a, a phrase that I left out that I should have definitely said when I was talking about the maximal deployable, maximally deployable. Uh, the phrase is, or the a sentence here. Key to the modular city is the degree of autonomy and self-sufficiency in energy, food, water, and waste recycling through the use of new technology currently under development, but possibly close to realization. So it's very focused on not just making a good city, but using our natural resources in a more 
uh, what responsible manner. Yeah. So it's so part of the idea is removing sprawl and getting everybody closer together. Right. You know, but in a more efficient way. In a in a way that's not everyone living on top of each other. Yeah. But spread out in a in a reasonable a reasonable density. Yeah. And a regulated density. Yeah, and like well, and that's the thing is like if if you have modules. Like it like might so that that kind of reinforces like my quote unquote problem with New York is that New York wasn't built in modules. It was just kind of slapped on top of another thing on top of yeah. another thing on top of well, another thing. It every wasn't, person came and added their own and then added right. on top of what was there. Or like, and, you know, oh, I live in this like old factory space loft thing. Yeah. It's like a loft is not a very efficient use of living space. Right. And the and the, the, the Citibank building that's built on top of the built right. over the church on stilts. Right. Uh, but that's the kind of like neat it's architectural yeah. feature that you're not going to have in a planned city because no one would No, you that. you would move the church module. Yeah. Right. Or just like, build your building somewhere else. Right. And like yeah, I agree with you. Like it's got it's it's got its unique characteristics. It's and its own like I mean it's like it's its own piece of art. It's got its own blemishes that make it unique and mm-hmm. uh, appealing in that fashion. But at the same time, I just you know I like to visit there. I don't want to live there. That mm-hmm. I guess that was my main point. I don't hate New York. I don't hate Chicago. I don't yeah. hate Los Angeles. They have their own features and facets that I love and hate about each of them. Like I would any city. Like my my hometown, I yeah. have things I hate about it. But yeah. it just it feels like there's a better you know, like a better efficiency to be made that you can still have that character. You can have a different type of character in, mm-hmm. uh, which it sounds like was what you're saying. Like you still get from the modular city aspect, you still do get the the diverse culture just from the saturation of people. But yeah. you know, it's a little better efficient yeah. use of space. But even the even the floating city and the maximally deployed a bull. Uh, deployable it uh it's still it's still all planned you know even though right. like, they plan for diversity it's still planned it's planned diversity and it's which is still kind of like okay yeah. yeah right it's this is planned like venice street right well so. that's the thing is it going to be planned at modeled after other you know yeah. like other places like it's you very, just said it's very like asian i don't know to to stereotype asian thinking yeah it, but it's kind of you know efficiency is is key and then but let's you know, but I think the uh, they are bringing some aesthetic into it, which is nice. But I still think it's kind of more you know, efficient first. Yeah. But part of the cool thing is that it does get it takes away kind of the rural rural village uh, as opposed to mega. Right. So there's kind of a, a dichotomy in in dwelling now, where it's it's small rural villages, and you can tell he was he's from Asia, where there is you know still villages that are kind of out there off the grid right completely uh very rural meaning like maybe no electricity kind of thing right then people move from so the problem the main problem that he seemed to see was people were moving from those villages into slums in the mega cities yeah and then it's just it's you know slums right because it's slums. poor living yeah. yeah so he his plan was so the plan is really interesting but you can see in the video if you Right. Care to watch, which I think you ought to. Oh, I'm going to. Um, I think everybody else should, too. Where was I going with this? I don't remember. <laughs> well, you were saying it like it solves oh, another oh. problem. So it, it creates, like, green space. Right. Instead of all these little villages and one big mega city, it kind of spreads everybody out equally, evenly, in a, right. across a region. Or, like, he did one, he did a model of, you know, a computer model of Singapore mm-hmm. with the area of Singapore, but everybody, all the populants into right. these modular cities. Yeah. And all it did was line the coast. Oh. Once and then twice, you know, too deep on some parts. Right, but you end up with like a ton of extra space. Yeah, and it's all the space fi- in the middle is for agriculture or right. just 
you know, open But, but green people space. still aren't cramped, like, living on top of yeah. each other, or yeah. at least, like, not to the degree they are now. Right. 100,000 people for square kilometer isn't all that dense. No, it's not. It's it's workable. Yeah. I like, and that, I mean, that's what I like about solutions like this, is mm-hmm. that you're giving people a better advantage without really taking too much advantage away from people who have a lot of space. Yeah. Uh, and just creating better situations all around, I think. Yeah. So then he did another, so he did one that was just completely linear mm-hmm. with cities all around yeah. the module cities in, a, in kind of a row circling uh-huh. the island or the area. I think it's not technically an island, but, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and then he did another one with with little clumps. Uh-huh. It's, you know, it's the same area usage because it's the same. Right. Yeah. Because he he's had using a, the same calculation. He had kind of a one clump of modular cities was an aero. What do you call it? Aerotopolis. Aeropolis. Yeah. Okay. Where the airport is. Yeah. And then he did kind of an eduop, eduopolis, edu education you know the university was right there, yeah, and yeah. then like the medical research. It's well, it's no different than we have cluster. now. Like I mean, you have like college towns and you mm-hmm. have military base towns and yeah. you have all these things that are surrounding some large I don't know large area yeah like it's really no different than those yeah like Orlando Orlando's theme park central man yeah really like that, that the, like that town would not be that big without those things yeah so it's it's really like I think it sounds like he just built a model off of that concept mm-hmm. of like oh there's one big draw and then there's yeah. a city built around this this draw yeah or a cluster nice. cluster of cities yeah sure but it still didn't create I mean there's still, I'm, I'm sure there was still a ton of green space in the middle of the country. Yep. Oh yeah, tons. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool model. Yeah. It's, I, it's I think neat. we'll get there. I think well, I think we'll get somewhere close I don't know to there. If we will. I don't, I don't know, because it's, it, maybe in places that are more used to collectivism as a, uh, an operating philosophy. I think I more meant we, the people of the United States. I mean, the people of the world, not the people of the United States. Okay. Yes. I don't. I don't. No, if the United States would never get there. No, there's there's far too few urban centers, and like when people think mm-hmm. urban in the U.S., they don't think appealing. Yeah, like urban the, has a negative. Yeah, like the more the more cities I the more world cities I've been to, like Shanghai. Shanghai is a pretty big world city, mm. and like yeah, there certainly is the layer of like people on top of people on top of people, but it's not a horrible city. I love it there. It's like mm. I mean I wouldn't move there, but I like it. Like I love the city yeah. aspect. And, you know, like other other cities, Hong Kong. Hong Kong, I love Hong Kong. I would totally move there. Huh. And they're definitely people on top of people on top of people. But yeah. the culture's so rich and the people are so friendly that it's huh. it's a good place to be. But, like, I would not move to Chicago. I've been to Chicago. I yeah. wouldn't move to downtown Chicago. I wouldn't move to downtown New York. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't move to, I wouldn't even move to downtown L.A. Yeah. It just doesn't sound appealing because it's, there's too much extra crap that goes along with living in situations like that in the u.s yeah so i don't know but yeah i mean it sounds like your skepticism is that it it won't be possible everywhere it's going to be a cultural thing and yeah. certainly like the the asian and maybe middle eastern cultures will be far more like acquainted with this type of living than the western yeah world. i think i think the individuality in the western in the west specifically yeah you know united states more so maybe than europe certain parts of europe uh, would be suspicious of a master plan like this. I mean, yeah, sure, I give you that. The, I think, and I think it's more of like, because to do this, you'd have to have one group saying, "This is what we're doing." Right. Everybody get on board. Yeah, and not. I mean, there will be a sizable number of people in this country who will right. not get on board just because somebody said get on board. Right, and because they have the right to say no. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. But like overall, you think the co- I don't think this is a question of possibility or impossibility in our traditional sense. I think yeah. this is more of like 
is this going to be widely accepted or not? Mm-hmm. That's where I think the the impossibility lies. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that, like, I mean, if you look at if you look at the way like uh, science fiction's written, like, look at Star Trek. Like, that's an American concept, I think, or a Western concept, and like mm-hmm. people are very accepting of that kind of like living condition in the future, or uh, like Blade Runner, or yeah, but that's, Tron, or that's like them. I mean, that that's idea. My, my great grandkids, I don't have to live like that. Right. No, it's certainly not anything like, but I think our age group is kind of like the cusp of that rolling over, mm. being more okay with like living in a planned community yeah. without the negative connotation attached to it of yeah. like, oh, the government's controlling my living. Like it's... Well, judging by the amount of, of lofts that are being built and converted from right. other types of buildings, people seem to be much more okay with living with, you know, a high standard of living that's close to... Another person. Another person, and right. but also services and in downtown kind of feel well, uh, I mean the, like the city I live in Anaheim yeah. is very like it there's a rapidly developing portion of the city redeveloping portion of the city mm-hmm. um the other side from where I live but it's the I mean stadium I, district. I, yeah I have friends that live like live in some of the new uh master planned communities yeah which I always thought was a really negative term but like for the, the like the, the most major flaw like I, that I don't like about their place in particular is the lack of parking but if only <laughs> there was a metro system. Yeah. If there was only a light rail system like that got you around the city, mm-hmm. or if maybe we were a more scooter-centric city, like Shanghai is, oh, goodness, Shanghai is like massively scooter-centric, two-wheel, mm. very two-wheel-centered society, right. like separate lanes and sidewalks for, for scooters and stuff. And mm. if I think that if, if America was far more accepting of that type of transportation, it would be fine. Or if we made the investment in an actual rail system in Southern California, that would be fine. But since we haven't done those things, like the parking scenario is what kills it for me every time. Yeah. If I have no place to park a car or if it's going to be difficult, then I just don't want to do it. Especially when there's yeah. an alternative, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, look at New York. Like, there, a lot of people just flat out don't even ever get cars because right. there's nowhere to park them. And there's a way to get around without it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, like, I think, I think it's possible. I think it's possible that, like, we'll, I think we'll be terribly old by the time it's a widely if it's ever a widely accepted thing in our lifetime Mm -hmm. but i certainly think that we're going to see cities popping up like legitimate from the ground up cities pop up that are modular yeah Yeah, it could be i mean that's what like tony shea's major like plan is with his little concept outside of vegas like he thinks you could build an entire i mean neighborhood but scale up to city that way yeah so anyway i think it'll be possible you think what do you think Mm, i don't know i usually usually limit myself to my lifetime or, you know, the next 20 years. Well, what about your kid's lifetime? That's something relatively direct to you. I I feel like the floating city is probably more possible because land use is so hard to When it's claimed already. It's already claimed. Yeah. Yeah. I could give you that. The ocean's like, you know, like there's international waters. Nobody polices those. Mm -hmm. Relatively nobody polices those. I I think that floating city is probably closer than uh, maximally deployable. Sure. Even though he... He does present a plan to to build, you know, coexisting. He wants to build the the modular city in a new spot. Yeah. And then the idea is that people will move from the existing city into the modular into city. the modular cities. And as people move in there, the can, the old city will be repaired, replaced and, by modules. Mm, I think it will be repaired, and it'll just be the old city that's like, uh, you know, retrofitted. Sure. With yeah. the new the modular city ideas. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I there's going to be a certain amount of nostalgia. People aren't going to want to like give yeah. up entirely Plus, the have, old idea. You have all that stuff built. You know, yeah, like uh, why re? Yeah, reinvest in it. Why why tear it down and start over? I mean, mm-hmm. unless it's like 
you know, a newer city that nobody cares about. But yeah, yeah I, I could go for that. So, so yeah, modular cities, man. Yeah, it's, it's this, a thing of the future. This maximally deployable thing just captured my imagination. Yeah, when completely. I found it yesterday, and it, not that there aren't flaws. And you know, no, I think I every idea has flaws. It's mm-hmm. not can't find a perfect solution every time. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, well, what are we talking about next week? Uh, we've alluded to it uh, already. No, I think we said it already. Shrinking thing. Oh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yes. Ant-Man. The shrinking kind of Kind of falls out of theme, but... Yeah, well, you alluded to being able to shrink things down for easy transport. And Efficiency. And, yeah, sure. I like I mean, it makes repairing small objects easier if you can shrink yourself, so... I, I mean, I can definitely have, see some benefits. What if you could, like, build a, a model-sized modular city and then just... Expand it. That would be a thing. It'd be awesome. I think that I think that's there's a lot of aspects to it that we can cover. I mean, certainly we're centering on the Ant Man concept, mm-hmm. but I, I've definitely my mind has already gone into shrinking objects as well as people. So yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's it's definitely it's something about. something something to cover. So uh, cool. so nice. we're hitting next week. Thanks for joining us today. Visit ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.